Hello. Hello. This episode is brought to you by Cash App. <laughs> you can buy a portion of a Bitcoin. It's not really. For 12p. It's not really. That's a Joe Rogan imitation, isn't it? It is. I had a look at the Cash App and I was not impressed. Sorry, Joe. You're listening to the Propane Fitness Podcast, your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain. With none of the gimmicks. With your hosts, Yusuf and Johnny. Simple rules, dramatic results. What do you think of... Uh, <laughs> what do you, not, not Coach Joe. Mr. Rogan. Rogan Joe. What do you think of Rogan Joe? Good. You like him? Yeah, he's. Uh, I've been listening to a couple of his podcasts recently, thanks to you and Chris. It's more Chris, not me. But True. Okay. Chris pounds it. I mean, mm. he gets some very good guests on, and he's a good facilitator of... Like, he, he chats a bit of lyrics, <laughs> um, but... Some lyricies. Some lyricies, but as far as podcast host goes, he does a good job. Well, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, like, I think. The, he, the number his, one podcast. Yeah, if you look it, at his so. downloads. I, I find it a bit irritating, just because I think, like, there's no need for it to be a three-hour episode, <laughs> oftentimes. Like, there's some fantastic conversations, but, I mean... If you flew someone over, though, you'd think, like, you know... I'm going to get my bloody money, bloody money's worth here. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but, yeah, he's promoting a, a Bitcoin. Is that all it is? Or is it just cryptocurrency? I think it's a card that you can send people money with. and Okay. So, a- Apple are going to release something like that quite soon in the UK. They have already you can send friends money. Yeah, you can text your friend to pass. That is so exciting. I know. I'm, I, I refresh the like tech news pages weekly to see if it's come out. Ben. I say weekly, probably every hour. <laughs> you got that on auto-refresh. Yeah. Ben, who <clears throat> listens to the podcast. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. He sent me a link to like Google's... I don't actually know what it is. A go- presentation by Google where they were running... And a live example of their new Google Assistant. Have you seen this? No. So they, the Google Assistant has, I mean, the guy said it's like, this has, this incorporates the last 10 years of research that like covers language patterns, soft aspects of speech, like all the, all the really difficult things for a computer to do. It holds a conversation with a hairdresser and books an appointment and interacts with like, um, okay, just a moment. And it goes, mm-hmm, sure, no problem. And it like interacts with the nuances of speech, books an appointment with a hairdresser and then rings a restaurant and the woman's reply from the restaurant's like incomprehensible, really hard to say, like, oh, we don't take bookings, you can just come down. And then it knows to ask, what's our, what's the waiting time on a Thursday night? I'll be bringing four people. And it's, it just could be a real person. It's scary, but so, so cool. It's, I'd like to believe that. I always wonder when they release these tech things. Is it just a person? Well, yeah, sometimes when they, you know, when they have it on a, on a show reel and it's like, oh, wow, that looks amazing. But mm. when, it, when you take it out of the box, it's like, it's crap. And it's like, how come they're saying this is summarising 10 years of research? Mm. So implying that this is going to be a 10-year leap forward, it's like, well, how come they haven't integrated that so far? I see what you maybe, mean. maybe it'll be fine. But I don't think this is the result of 10 years. I think it's just all the research we've done has allowed us to be able to see, use this software. Like when you see a, an advert for like a video game, and the gameplay looks amazing. Oh, uh, I see. And then, and then you play it and it's just Pac-Man. But it, cause it, often, <laughs> it often says in the right corner, like, not actual game footage. It's like, well, why are you showing it then? Yeah. Yeah. Dicks. Um, dicks. Uh, today, we are talking about... So we're going to actually do a bit of a series of podcasts on some of the... If you follow us on Instagram, which if you don't follow us on Instagram, like we won't be, we're not offended at the moment, but please, you know, 
put that right by going and following us on Instagram immediately. We have been posting some like summary images basically to sort of liven up the uh, a few topics give some bullet point concepts around each one. And so we're going to be doing a few podcasts where we're just going to chat about that topic and pad it out a little bit. And the first one is mindset or mindset 101. The established set of attitudes held by someone. For example, the region seems stuck in a medieval mindset. So you might be thinking like, oh God, like Yusuf knew that definition off the top of his head. This is actually the second go at recording this podcast. I asked him the first time he didn't know and he had to look it up on his dictionary. So I've got the little dictionary Just to pull here. the rug from underneath him. He also pronounces medieval. Medieval. So I just say medieval, which is wrong. Medieval. I've got the wrong mindset to it. That's the problem. <laughs> pronunciation or pronunciation? Pronunciation. Okay. Do you say pronunciation? Yeah. Pronunciation. Pronunciation. <laughs> no, I... Well... It's one of those words you say it enough. You say pronounce. Pronounce. But I think you'd say pronunciation. I mean, I don't know whether it's right Enunciation. To enunciate. What's the difference? I think enunciate is to really, in fact... To pronounce something differently. I think it's to pronounce something obviously, but... Say or pronounce clearly. She Uh, enunciated each word slowly. Okay. Great. Fine. So, it's always good to learn, isn't it? Always good to have a growth mindset towards these sorts of oh, things. What yeah, a, very true. What a segue. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason we're talking about this is because, and mindset is a huge topic, but one way to um, look at, it, this is kind of a, a general divide of our client population, is those with a fixed mindset or those with a growth mindset. And this is quite a good predictor of somebody's results on their diet or on their training. So just to define them, really, a fixed mindset is somebody who believes that their cards have been dealt to them already. That's it. Nothing can be changed. The skills are what they've been born with. It's all genetic. And they fear any kind of challenge because it's only going to remind them that they are limited and that's it. And so they make excuses for why they can't progress because those are the cards that they've been dealt. So we encounter people like this every single day on Facebook when we post something that is a little bit testing, I suppose, and people get offended by it, essentially. Um, So it challenges their frame of mind, it challenges what they think. And rather than thinking, that's an interesting point of view, I hadn't thought of that before, they see it as, no, this person is challenging my paradigm, my understanding. This is a personal attack (laughs) on me. Well, so I I did a video recently, just, in fact, I did a, uh, I posted an article saying it was quoting some new research on coconut oil. I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> and people, I, the response we got from that, it like it's because the science doesn't care. The science is a totally unemotional thing. It's just revealing data growing as we know it, the increase in the human knowledge base. And people who have this almost like really emotional attachment to coconut oil mm. took it as a personal affront of like, how dare you? Because I... Uh, irrationally believe that coconut oil is the best thing ever and it cures all diseases and cancer and whatever and you're just a and I you know the guy I, got personally attacking us wasn't he yeah it's weird the, the number of times I get accused of being a shill from Big Pharma <laughs> I find hilarious because I, I wish I was because I'd be paid a lot more than I than well, I we've been, we've been accused of being just an advocate of my protein and the whole thing is just <laughs> a propane fitness is just a shell to advertise my protein and that's really our motive 
Or... That was because I think I mentioned in passing, <laughs> in, in a long article that wasn't even about this, that I use my proteins multivitamin. multivitamin. And I said in the article, you're like, anyone is fine. I just happen to use my protein because mm. it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was like, if you've seen their manufacturing methods, you wouldn't. This is just an advert oh. for, like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, so Yusuf shared an article that we hadn't even written that was stating some facts about coconut oil based on recent research. And someone started personally attacking us as a result. <laughs> like, I always think, like, how's that person's day going so oh. far? You know, he says, screwing through your Facebook. It's like, this is, you know, I must rise to this challenge. This person has, has offended me and my family and I, I must stand up for myself. So that is the epitome of fixed mindset right there. Yeah. And that, so I think, you know, the, the other side of this, I, I read a, reading a book at the moment that's been recommended to me called Predatory Thinking, which is a series you of short... smash through the books. Well, you know, I've, you've got to have a growth mindset, these things. <laughs> um, there, it's just a series of mini stories that talk about an idea and or it's like a single concept and one of them was saying that if you're in a discussion with somebody and you open with your opinion you are removing the opportunity to learn you are immediately removing the opportunity to just have an unfiltered unbiased well it is biased but an unfiltered version of someone else's perception of it and that's people... why we've got two ears and one mouth so we can <laughs> listen to people twice as much as we speak to them precisely though yeah it's fantastic advice <laughs> Brought down from our forefathers to... <laughs> but so, you know, we, we think that it's a good idea when presented with a topic to lead with an opinion because, you know, that means that I'm well-read and that means I'm intelligent and I get to look really cool and fun and witty in front of all my friends. But actually, just sitting and listening is an opportunity to, to improve and get better. And so that's fixed mindset. And really, I, I can't see an advantage to it. Like, I uh, unless unless you just really deeply deeply do not care about anything else or what anyone else thinks yeah, or even I, yourself i mean someone like trump has a fixed mindset but because his self-perception is so pathologically um inflated mm. and it's fixed in that inflation he i mean it, it it's got him to where he is and fair play to him like <laughs> yeah he's, uh, he's, he's, he's not president bad being of the united president. states i'm not the president of the united states i don't think now I, this may be a bit fixed mindset, but I don't think you or I could ever get to president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not that, we're not American for start. People are going to say, I know, but that you know that's that's the wrong way to approach it. You know, not not with that attitude. Yeah, true. People are going to write well, there in we go. and go. See, I'm, I'm saying, oh, because of my genetic makeup. Yeah, these are the cards I was dealt. People are going to write in and go, guys, don't be so hard on yourself. You could, you both definitely. Could I mean, be. they almost had a woman recently, and, <laughs> and, and, they, and they did have a black man, and both of those things would have not been Accepted. heard of twenty years ago. So. Is it 20 years ago? Maybe. I mean, we're getting into very... <laughs> Where, so I suppose if we say, like, oh, there's no way they'd have a British person. <laughs> <laughs> or a bloody Islam. You're an Islam. I'm, a, I'm an Islam. You're an Islam. Haram. You're the infidel. So, in contrast, the growth mindset is basically, whatever I can work at, I can get better at. And challenges are embraced, they're an opportunity for improvement. And this is why, I know people criticise these... Um, posts, these like inspiration, fitspiration posts of someone who's disabled or has one leg or whatever and is competing at a high level in a sport. But <clears throat> I think the people who are offended by something like that are special little snowflakes that, mm. um, you know, I don't think there's many 
many disabled athletes that care. It's just like if their video is getting shared because they're performing well, fine. Great. So, yeah. And and they are people who have had a growth mindset. It's not like ah, oh, I've been born with one leg, so fuck it. I'm I, I can't do any of this stuff. It's like no, that seems fun to me. I'm going to find a way around it. And funnily enough, you will see people with a fixed mindset that maybe have no physical impairment, no mental impairment, but some kind of circumstantial thing that they believe is inherent to their makeup and means that they can't they can't perform well or whatever. And they might even see someone who is disabled and performing well in whatever they want to do and and rationalize it away, saying, Oh, um, but that's not the same because that person has XYZ or whatever. And it's like, if that's not gonna convince you, then I don't think there is much that will. It has to come from you. So I was at a conference where, I want to get her name right, Martine Wright, who is a Paralympic athlete, and she's just represented Great, well, she represented Great Britain in 2012 in the Paralympic Games. She was in the London bombing attacks and was talking about how prior to that, had nothing, anything remotely like that involved in her life. Mm. Lost a limb. Suddenly she's representing Britain at <laughs> the Paralympic Games. It's like the sort of thing where, as you, it's just as you say, like someone experiences something that if you were to be presented with that as a concept, like that would be absolutely, you know, probably life-ending for me. I would really affect my mindset. I'd spiral into depression and she's thought, you know what, I'm going to... I'm not sure it would because I think you you have the... Your, your history is someone who has been growing up until this point. And yes, if you're faced with a setback, um, unless it's so large that you physically can't, then you probably would continue mm. uh, uh, with the new constraints, just that your baseline has been changed. Yeah, so I think what I mean is I think most people prior to that presented with that as an opportunity to be like, wow, that would be horrible. Uh, you know, yeah. that, would, that would ruin my life. But actually, I think in many instances when people approach it with a growth mindset, they end up accessing all sorts of new, new worlds. Oh, absolutely. And this is not saying that... Um, accidents or things that happen to people or circumstances um, shouldn't affect someone negatively. Mm. But the data shows that um, if something that you, you have a baseline level of happiness and that is a function of your attitudes to the world, your expectations of people and things um, and a series of other sort of components of yourself. And if you have a big shock, positive or negative, so positive, maybe winning the lottery, negative, um, losing a limb or, or losing um, the lottery or losing losing the lottery <laughs> so some some major <laughs> thing like basis. that then it will have an effect on your mood up or down for about a month to one to three months beyond that you settle once again at your previous baseline and i find that fascinating <clears throat> it shows how resilient yeah. and how um stable we are as human beings resilient and, in both directions as well yep like you can't get more happy than your baseline <laughs> which is kind of upsetting well you, you yeah you, you can't you can't fast track it you yeah. can gradually work on it and make incremental progress with mm. it but yeah if you just do a sudden jump forward it's not gonna yeah very interesting experience a temporary temporary change so those with a growth mindset will see feedback as a gift rather than a criticism or a personal affront and they will go out and actively seek it and i think as well actively seeking opinions or theories or concepts that are different to the ones that you already hold. Um, so you read books that you disagree with. Yeah. Most. Yeah. 
But I think you know, so the the, the idea that you know you 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 can't know what you don't know, or you don't know what you don't know. I think both of us have had multiple. It happens to me probably on like a, a weekly or a monthly basis where I'm presented with a way of viewing something. I'm like, that's completely changed how I approach that problem forever. And two months ago, I, it would never have even crossed my mind. All from just exposing yourself to just different different people, different books, different podcasts, just accessing opinions that you maybe initially don't agree with, but then once you see a bit deeper into it, it changes your mindset around it as well. And you have to you have to consciously cultivate this. So um, we know as well the data shows that as you grow <clears throat> older, the personality measure of openness reduces over time. And we've all met a kind of old man that's very set in his ways and isn't open to new opinions and changes with the times. And it almost becomes a, a point of ridicule that you're like the, the racist grandparents, you know? <laughs> um, whereas instead, if we consciously cultivate openness, we may be setting ourselves up to, you know, the, the, again, I'm full of cliches today, but there's the, uh, the Buddhist monk that said, you can't, it, like, if you have a full cup, you can't fill it up with any more. If you empty your cup first, then you can <clears throat> be open, receptacle to new things. So I've recently started doing, um, I've set up a notebook and I'm collecting and reading research on woo-woo stuff. <laughs> and this is going to be, you know, stuff that I'm going to do some content for you guys on just because um, I felt like, yes, I my training is in traditional, uh, standard Western medicine, you know, established with... Um, the hospital and Western approaches to this stuff, but it doesn't mean that all other uh, paradigms are bollocks. Whereas there are some people that believe that whatever their paradigm that they've trained in is the ultimate truth and that anything else isn't even worth exploring. And there's definitely truth in some of these other forms of thinking, even if they're not 100% evidence-based. And it may just be because there isn't evidence on them yet doesn't necessarily mean that the thing is bolt is bunk. And the more I read into it, actually I'm finding now that things that I thought were complete nonsense, like grounding, going outside and grounding yourself in the floor, mm. standing outside with bare feet, there is a measurable impact on your skin voltage, your cortisol, your mood, your inflammatory markers, your TNF wow. alpha, your interferon gamma, <laughs> your like and your blood viscosity from going out and standing outside on the ground for the socks count? No. Wow, so, so socks are so a thin piece of cotton. You have to be is it fully, on the floor, unless they're socks with like a metal wiring that will special, special socks. And so you know the, that's one example. I mentioned that in the previous podcast, or you know the in, infrared rays. Obviously, I'm big on meditation, yoga, those kind of things, but they can be subjectively measured yourself. But yeah, I'm so excited about this because what what actually happens is there's a there's an established world. So conventional medicine that what most of us would experience. And there's the alternative approach to that, which is, you know, the NHS is That's bullshit. The for conventional, Conven <laughs> traditional, which is not the same one. <laughs> so, yeah. So what, what you would experience if you went to, at least like if you're in the, the UK, you, you went to a GP or went to A&E, a hospital, like you'd experience a set of practices that I think is, is convention. And then there's an emerging world, or I mean, they probably wouldn't argue that it's emerging, but there's a, there's a world that says that, you know, um, actually... We we have the cure for cancer and we're hiding it, and it's the drug companies that are. There's a big conspiracy um, 
vaccines are actually making us more ill. So there's the, there's the contrary, there's a contradictory side to both of these things. But what's so interesting is both of those people, both of those camps believe that they have the, the growth mindset, mm. but neither of them are spending any time In considering what if I'm wrong? Like, let's imagine the NHS is wrong. What then? Yep. And so <clears> what you're doing is saying, well, you know what? This is, this is a job for you, Seth. I'm well, going to go and do this. I think, you, yeah, the, the way you put it there, you're actually, it, it's actually unscientific to reject something on the basis of, um, oh, I, I don't like the idea of that, or the proponents of it are mm. nutcases, so I'm not even going to consider it. Um, it's the more evidence-based or more scientific approach to have a, a, a null hypothesis and an alternative mm. hypothesis and test everything as mm. if it were, as if you were coming fresh through it. Have I mentioned the, the thing about what the, in the film World War Z? Have I mentioned this before? No. The 10th Man. It's, it's quite relevant. So okay. in, in the film World War Z, there's a zombie apocalypse. Brad Pitt's in it, thank God, so he's, he's got it sorted. But there's a, there's a zombie apocalypse and the only place in the world that is prepared is Israel. And so they go to Israel and go... You know, how on earth did you... Because they've built a massive wall around around them so they can't get in. Mm-hmm. How on earth could you, could, were you prepared for this? And the guy, the guy who is speaking to Brad Pitt about it says, well, we had a, a meeting. I'm probably ambassadorizing this. We had a meeting and there's 10 of us. And it's one person's job in every eventuality to, if there's, an, if there's a consensus, one person has to say, I will act as though everyone else is wrong. So there was, the, there was the hint of this concept, like, I think we're going to have a zombie apocalypse in here, and everyone's like, no, bollocks, we're definitely not. So this one guy, the 10th man, always has to say, I am going to assume they are all wrong and that this is definitely going to happen, and consequently built a massive wall. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so you can imagine, like, as it's happening, he's just sat in his chair going, like, fucking told you so. But, <laughs> so, but the concept's really interesting because it's like, um, if, let's say, a lot of the claims that are made by the alternative health paradigm are correct mm-hmm. it's so stupid to not at least test them yeah like if if, if if conventional medicine's wrong they are correct to just rule it out because it seems a bit wayward so really interesting 100 that, that's this is taking a bit of a it's a good example but yeah you're right there's, there's a lot of and I, I watched an interview with andrew wakefield who was the discredited doctor that initially did the study on so the autism, and, oh, no. uh, autism and vaccines. Oh, right, okay. And, you know, he's actually, listening to what he has to say is fascinating. It's, I'm not going to say it's, it's changed my opinion on vaccines, but it's certainly given a, a better context in what's happened to him and um, that he's not, he's not all bad. There are um, structural issues with the way that data is disseminated and mm. research is conducted that delay the process of truth coming out <clears throat> so yeah there's a lot of uh who was who was the doctor who argued who argued that um he like posted a reordering of uh oh, drug use david nutt so <laughs> <laughs> great name yeah so th- this was someone who said the classification of drugs a b and c is basically completely arbitrary and so what we need to do is reorder them based on the number of fatalities and um, harm and all that stuff that... This will be making a lovely noise. It will. Johnny's trying to plug in a charger. There we go. Right, so he said... Um, we, we reclassify drugs based on number of fatalities 
risk of physical harm, social harm, and um, addiction potential. I think those were the three criteria. Personal harm, surely. Uh, what were the two that you originally said? Physical harm, social oh, harm. Sorry. Yeah, um, and it ended up with tobacco and alcohol being very high up mm. on the harm spectrum because they have definitive proof that they cause um, cancer and death, shortened, uh, reduced mortality, and all these other conditions. And ecstasy, uh, mush- magic mushrooms, LSD, those kind of drugs were quite low on the scale. And that's um, even normalised for like, because you know, the standard argument is, yeah, but loads of people, people drink. More people take, yeah. yeah. But he standardised for this that. This was right? per capita. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and he lost his job because he said, you're more likely to die falling off a horse than from taking ecstasy, which is statistically correct, but because it's not in line with mm. the agenda, Policy. is, uh, yeah, they weren't very happy with him. Hello. Johnny here. Just a short interruption to this episode. I know what you're thinking. This show was brought to you by none of that. Trust me. We have something completely free, something to give you today. So we're aware that you guys who've been listening to our podcast, you've heard before us talk about the show notes and other places to go to download things from propanefitness.com. But we want to give those of you who listen to our podcast something completely different, something completely unique that we don't provide anywhere else. So we want to give you something that is actually a membership area or a membership portal where we have loads of free goodies, some downloads, some things to watch, some trainings, and some free presentations that we want to give you all bundled together completely free. All you have to do is go to propanefitness.com forward slash gift. There's no email opt-in. There's no enter your email and receive this. It's completely obligation free. You just enter your email, enter your username rather, and your password, and then you'll be sent login details. So completely free. In there, we have some training on the 3i formula. That's the framework that we use with all of our coaching students and loads of other free goodies. So that's propanefitness.com forward slash gift. Head over there now. Pick up your free training, and we hope you enjoy. Hope you enjoy the rest of this episode, and we'll speak soon. So to bring it back, I suppose, fixed mindset is the quickest way to limit your progress, I think. If, if you adopt a growth mindset and seek, seek out different ways of doing things, seek out stuff that you maybe initially don't agree with, but have, a, have an inquisitive mind with this stuff and think, well, if there's a world that, feels this way about a topic that I have an opinion on and it's not what I think there's probably there's, there's got to be something to be gained from at least hearing them out and listening and it's the same with bringing it back to very granular details with managing your diet and your training and, and especially with when it comes to being coached one of the best things about having a coach is that you receive immediate feedback from what you're doing and if someone is struggling for a long time in anything whether that's like your meditation your yoga your powerlifting, your fat loss, oftentimes it's because you have a set of beliefs and practices that you have been very consistent with, but you're stuck in that way of thinking. And it takes someone to come in and say, actually... Have you tried this? And you're like, oh my God, I've never... Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and we, I think we have this on a, probably a quarterly basis with business stuff. Absolutely. And it, and sometimes it's, it's seemingly an obvious solution from someone else's perspective, but if you're stuck in, uh, a self-referential bubble you don't see things for the you don't see the wood for the trees so think about in your own life what is a claim or something that you may see and think if this were true how would i test it how would i go about finding if that's correct or not and 
even if you want to test on yourself. So probiotics and gut microbiome and all of the claims on gut health that you see, lactose, gluten, um, paleo eating, keto, there's so many things that rather than taking anyone's word for it, you know, obviously look at the evidence, that's the, the quickest way to, to do it and construct your own picture. But if the evidence is incomplete or inconclusive, how can I test this for myself and figure out whether this works or doesn't work? And what are the possible mechanisms at play? Remember, for example, you always, the classic one is, I tried keto, I lost loads of weight, so therefore it's better. And you're like, well, did you account for calories? No, right, well, <laughs> there's the problem. We're having a, there was some, someone commented the other day on one of our posts about how um, what we were advocating was, was wrong because they used to have type two diabetes and followed a keto program and now don't have type two diabetes. And when I implied, you know, like, well, when I said we can't have this conversation without normalizing for calories, it just spirals off into like something that's no longer a discussion. You dickhead, was it? Yeah, yeah. So, but I think if you, two, two ways to look at it, I think, I think testing stuff yourself is a, testing stuff on yourself, as long as it's obviously safe and you aren't going to experience significant harm is always the best way to go. Because the research might be really vague and watery or there might even be no evidence for something. But if you get even a placebo effect from something, that's arguably a good thing to do. And so... And you can test the placebo effect on yourself as well. Exactly. And this, again, is shown to improve. So I think this was a study where someone, they asked people to, and they, they asked them to even make the placebo pills themselves. So even if you uh, well, know that it's a placebo, even you if you're fully it. aware and you're taking it, it still works. It's still a benefit. So they, they wrote on a on a blank pill box that just had sugar pills, memory pills, God. and then took them and their measures for memory and retention of words and patterns. It's so powerful, isn't it? So <laughs> placebo the hell out of yourself. But so if you are going to do these things, make like firstly test only one thing at a time and have a have a reason for testing and know what you're trying to get out of it. I think one of the things that we are always referencing, and I think one of the reasons that we're able to help people in the way that we are with our coaching and our content is that we've realistically tried pro like pro close to 100% of, of diet approaches. Like we've both done stints. Even of, the really stupid ones. Yeah, yeah. Like right now, for example, I am testing having pink Himalayan salt and lemon in warm water first thing in the morning. I can categorically say that it is one of the worst, the least pleasant ways of starting your morning. So the way to imagine it is, think of what it might taste like. Absolutely guarantee it's worse than that. It, warm lemon salt water. Oh, but anyway, so, so I'm testing it out because I've heard, if you in fact Google it, you'll see how, just how many positive because you thought, if this were true, how would I test it? Yep. And what's the downside? I drink a horrible drink in the morning <laughs> yeah. for two weeks and then I decide. Yep. Same thing, you, you did it very well with meditation. And we discussed this a few weeks ago where mm. um, Johnny was like, oh, I'm not getting much out of meditation. And I said, how many minutes are you doing every day? He said, oh, I'm doing four minutes now. And I was like, right, stop pissing around for four <laughs> minutes. Do 30 minutes a day for 10 days and come back and tell me you don't feel anything. And he came back and was like, yep, I'm sold. Like, and I'm still meditating. It's still, med still meditating now. Like, rather that was than, two years ago. Rather than someone else telling you, oh, you know what, it's really good for you, you should just persevere. It's like, you're not going to believe anyone as strongly as your own experience. Yeah. And I had a few clients that, you know, I had one client recently, Nims, who was extremely skeptical of meditation, and I told him the same thing, and now he's loving it. Mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's recognized the benefits in himself, which are much more tangible 
than the abstracted view that you see on a someone else's experience. So, so this is the application of a growth mindset. It's just, it's deciding, you know, what what are the things that I could do to improve myself or how could I learn more? What feedback can I use? Where am I potentially weak or exposed in my approach to something? And then thinking, you know, as long as the downside's safe and reasonable and doesn't cost me thousands of pounds, like what is the downside to testing it? And Yusuf does this all the time with uh, in coffee shops. <laughs> <laughs> in coffee shops with his weekly food shopping, uh, anytime we're in a restaurant, he's... So we, we go to a restaurant all the time uh, called Chicken Coop in Newcastle, which is fantastic, by the way, but they have... Sauces similar to Nando's, but they have a about selection. Thirty sauces, and you yeah. can get a shot of each one for a pound or something. Well, it's like three for two fifty or something. Okay. Like so Yusuf always gets the ones that he's never tried. To the extent that I've seen him have to sign a like a waiver because it had like how many Scoville units? Oh, it was fifteen million Scoville units <laughs> compared compared to so Tabasco sauce standard table Tabasco sauce is five thousand. <laughs> So it was flipping. It was hot. close. It was close. To, it was like on the leaderboard, wasn't it, of, of Scoville units that oh, that man. measure? Yeah. But that's all driven by a deeply enrooted growth mindset. Of like, <laughs> imagine if this was the nicest thing I've ever had. What's the downside of trying it once? That's it. So you've got to cultivate the FOMO in you. <laughs> even, even if it comes down to signing away your rights in a restaurant just for the sake of trying. One one other. I mean, I think again we mentioned this, but. Uh, the Martin Lewis money-saving expert approach to supermarket shopping, which is, let's say you normally get Tesco's best stuff or Tesco's standard, whatever it is, or you get a mixture of them, downgrade any of your standard items by one level. So if you get Tesco best, go for Tesco normal. If you get Tesco normal, go for Tesco value. And so don't downgrade two levels because that you will notice the difference there. But if you downgrade one, you'll probably find that a lot of the things you won't notice a difference with and that suddenly saved you 10 quid mm. on your grocery shop. What would be brilliant is if there was a service that almost like anonymized the packaging. Because mm. I'm sure you've, you've everyone's seen examples where someone's got a taste well, of difference did it with cigarettes. Between, did they? What they, different different brands? So they've stopped. You now can't brand cigarette labels. They're all just... Oh, they're all, that, yeah. But that's because of the health warnings, right? Uh, yeah, or also it, to make it seem less appealing. Oh, right, okay. But like if if it was like you can either buy uh, Cocoa Pops or like Tesco's Chocolate Pops or like the... <laughs> or Value Pops. Then, and like, but they came in four, in three plain white packages and you had to determine which one. Like, I don't think I could. And I, I eat a fair amount of Cocoa Pops. There's an interesting series on YouTube where they take a... So they have a chocolate expert and a cheese expert <laughs> and they give them two generic types of cheese on a table and they say, right, which is more expensive by pounds per gram. Do they get it wrong? They, no, they always get it right. Oh, and they give wow. a really systematic way. They're like, okay. Wow, wow. That's Jerome. <laughs> based on all of the, like, they're like, okay, based on the, the crumbliness of this one and the, the way that this is react oxidized with the air, this one is more expensive. And, wow. and it's like, that's pretty cool. I'm sure they've done that with wine and people often get it wrong. People couldn't, yeah, couldn't which tell. Which is... So wine's probably more of a status thing, isn't mm. it? Than a, but who am I to comment? Who are we to say? So that is it for fixed and growth mindset. Consider where you have <coughs> either of these mindsets in various aspects of your life. Self-test, cultivate your FOMO, so and yeah, we will speak to you. Go get offended by something. Go and get, yeah. And see what happens. Exactly. All right, speak to you. 
Hey, Johnny again. Hope you enjoyed that episode of the Propane Fitness Podcast. Just a short reminder, if you're listening to this, driving in your car and you're thinking, man, I really wish I had a reference that they made in minute five or 10 or whatever to that thing that they were talking about. Well, we've, we put together show notes for these podcasts every single week. We give you timestamps, we give you links to things we talk about, and we also give chances to grab free things, bonuses, etc. So head over to propanefitness.com and grab the show notes for this episode over there. Also, if you want to be notified of these podcasts when they come out, if you want free subscribe, subscriber-only benefits, stick your email address in and grab our free downloads, one of the many free downloads if you go to propanefitness.com and the homepage. There's a big red banner on the top of the website. Pick up that free ebook, that free download, and we'll send you emails whenever a new podcast is available. Just one short reminder as well. As you are a podcast listener, you have access to our exclusive free gift that is available nowhere else. And that is at propinfitness.com forward slash gift. Yeah.